<clears throat> Hi friends, I'm Christian Kuhn. I'm the pastor of Emerging Ministries at Urban Village, and I'm also the pastor at River Forest United Methodist Church. My pronouns are he, him, and his. I'm standing here preaching out of my office today, and you can see part of that. You can see the books behind me, but you can't see all of it. You can't see what I usually have and what I'm looking at when I'm here at my desk. Over the years, I've created a little altar of sorts, and I put little faith mementos at that altar. One of the things that usually is up there is this baseball card. This is a 1976 Hank Aaron. Uh, I don't know how well you can see this, but he's in pretty bad shape. For those of you who were at our fifth birthday celebration, you remember telling this story. So when I was a child, I loved to collect baseball cards. And normally for a baseball card to hold its value, it should be in mint condition. So you want to keep it in a plastic sleeve, maybe high up so that no one can really handle it at all. But for me as a boy, that was something that I didn't want to do, of course. I wanted to play with my cards. So I created this game where I would take the two cards and essentially smoosh them together and bat them around a little bit so that one would fall off this chair that I used for a ring. And then the other card was, in my mind, the winner. Unfortunately, the better the baseball player, the better the fighter. So a great player like Hank Aaron was a good fighter in my mind. And so Hank, unfortunately, uh, the value of this card, I'm sure, is pretty low because of my playing with him. But this week, as I was reflecting on this sermon series, on this story of Solomon, and I kept looking at that card, it made me realize there actually might be some connection between the gifts that we have and have been given and how we actually use them and how we value them. So we're ending this sermon series about God and science. Hopefully one of the themes that you have picked up over this series is that we believe that actually faith and reason go together quite nicely, that God and science can be partners. And that's what we want to continue to emphasize as we look at this story about Solomon. You may have heard about the wisdom of Solomon. Here today we get kind of his origin story. So the context is that Solomon's father, David, has died and now Solomon is king. You and I might be a little intimidated by this and ask for some help, and Solomon is no different. So Solomon comes before God. God says, what can I do for you? And Solomon asks for two things. Solomon asks for an understanding mind and also the ability to discern between good and evil. Solomon has given these things and so much more. And as we continue to read from the first reading to the second reading, in chapter 4, Solomon uses these gifts very uh, wisely and abundantly. So Solomon seems to be a Renaissance man. He is writing poetry and songs. He is able to identify so many different kinds of plants and animals. So Solomon is putting to use the gifts that God has given to him. So as we reflect on this passage, and as again, in the context of this sermon series, I think there are two things perhaps uh, that we can pull out of this passage. And the first is the thing that Solomon actually did. But you and I also have the ability that we also have this gift of an understanding mind and the ability to discern between good and evil. And so, like Solomon, we are called to use these gifts. I read this quote from Galileo a couple of weeks ago, and Galileo said, I do not feel obliged to believe that the same God who has endowed us with sense, reason, and intellect has intended us to forgo their use. I think Galileo and Solomon are on the same page here. 
Solomon asked for an understanding mind. Friends, when there are forest fires wreaking havoc in the Northwest, when the National Hurricane Center has run out of names for hurricanes and have to start now with Greek letters, and people are continuing to deny climate change, don't we need more people of faith to have understanding minds to take care of this creation that we have been given? Solomon also asked for the ability to discern between good and evil. Friends, when we see yet again in the Breonna Taylor verdict that black bodies are considered less than and justice is treated like a political plaything, don't we need more people of faith to have that kind of discernment? We are called to use our understanding minds and our ability to discern to bring about God's kingdom, to take care of the things that God has given you and me to take care of. And not only that, but I think we are called to use our minds and ability to discern to also deepen our own faith. I was reading this week about a spiritual discipline that I was unfamiliar with. It's called the Penzatsky Method. It was created by Alan and his wife, uh, Arthur and his wife, Ellen Penzatsky. He was, Arthur was a physics and math professor, and they would go to uh, their cabin every year in the summer and they would play this game. They would look around at all of nature and they would ask themselves, what is being said about who God is in whatever it is that we are seeing? What is uh, the message that's being trying, that's being conveyed about who God is? And so, for example, they would go to this lake and one of them would say campfire and the other one would describe, this is what I understand about God because of this campfire. So I decided to try this myself. So I went for a walk in the woods in southwestern Michigan this past Monday and as I'm walking along and I notice roots along the path and I ask myself, what do these roots say to me about who God is, the characteristics of God? And I say, well, perhaps that they spread in so many different places and give me a foundation, even though sometimes we don't see those foundations. Or I heard, I heard a woodpecker in the distance. And so I thought about what does this woodpecker say to me about who God is and God's characteristics? And I thought of the passage in Matthew that says, ask and you shall find, or ask and you shall be given to you, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be opened. So I continued on this walk and I came upon this couple and their golden retriever dog. And this dog was straining at the leash because he saw a new human that he wanted to say hello to. And as I approached the dog, I thought, oh, this will be easy. How do I see God? What are the characteristics of God in this golden retriever? And I thought perhaps joy or welcome, eagerness. And so as I walked up to the dog, the owner said, he's friendly, but he's also a puppy. And so I reached out my hand for the dog to sniff and then the dog started to gnaw on my hand. It didn't hurt, but like with any puppy, it's just kind of gnawing uh, and it didn't, it didn't feel great. And so then of course I had to chuckle to myself, all right, well, what does this say about who God is, about the characteristics of God? And I thought, well, sometimes the word of God has a little bite to it. Sometimes it doesn't always feel so good. And so this practice, the spiritual discipline, was one way for us to utilize this gift that we have been given, not only to make 
this world a better place, but also to deepen our faith so that we can look all around and say, what does this say about who God is? We can use our minds and our intellect in this way. So I think that's one thing that we pull out of this passage. And the second thing is this, that we are to utilize these gifts to be sure, but to utilize them humbly and recognize and realize that we have been given this gift from the Creator. We have not come up with this on our own. As I was reading these passages, I was reading a commentary, and one commentator said this really interesting thing. In the chapter 4 passage of the first Kings that we read today, I want to reread verse 29 from that passage, and it says this, God gave Solomon very great wisdom, discernment, and breadth of understanding, as vast as the sand on the seashore. So in the commentary, it noted that that phrase, breadth of understanding, is a Hebrew idiom. And depending on the context of the passage, it can either have a positive or a negative connotation. Here, of course, it's very positive. But we read in a couple of other places in the Bible, in Proverbs and also in the Psalms, that actually that idiom that means breadth of understanding can also be used as intellectual arrogance. So the passage from Psalm 101 says that, a haughty look and an arrogant heart I will not tolerate. The expression, a haughty look and an arrogant heart I will not tolerate. So again, depending on the context, this phrase, broadness of heart and mind, breadth of understanding, can be used either for a positive or for a negative. And as we know the story of Solomon, sometimes he used it for the positive, but also he used it in harmful ways too. All of this says to me that we must recognize this gift of intellect, a breadth of understanding that we have been given, but to use it not just for our own means, not using it just so that we can pump up our own agenda, but again, to realize who is the creator and how can we be using these gifts, this gift of understanding and discernment so that others can flourish. Many of you know that I grew up in Iowa and went to a small college called Simpson College in Central Iowa. And after I graduated, I worked for Simpson for a couple of years in the public relations office. While I was there, it was also the centennial of the time that George Washington Carver, the renowned scientist of the 20th century, came to Simpson and enrolled. He had been rejected, a small college in Kansas, because he was black. He was received in Simpson in the 1890s and attended to Simpson for a year and then went on to Iowa State. But Carver had great memories of his time at Simpson and Simpson makes a big deal out of that. And so they wanted to celebrate the centennial of his attending Simpson. So my job was to write articles, create brochures. And so I did a deep dive in everything George Washington Carver. And since then, he's become kind of one of my heroes. One of the things that I admire most about Dr. Carver is that his own humility and his ability to recognize that the creator is the one that has given him these gifts. One book about Dr. Carver said that every day he would go to the laboratory at Tuskegee University and he would pray the scripture and he would pray this verse, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth and all that in them is. So he would start the day recognizing 
who he was serving, and the gift that he had been given from his creator. And then Dr. Carver would also tell this story about his relationship with God and how it related to the work that he did. I don't know how accurate this actual story is, but he would tell it anyway. And as Dr. Carver said, he would pray to God and he would say, Dear Mr. Creator, please tell me what the universe was made for. And according to Dr. Carver, the great creator answered, You want to know too much for that little mind of yours. Ask something more your size. And so then Dr. Carver would say, Please, Mr. Creator, tell me what man was made for. And again, the great creator replied, You are still asking too much. And so then Dr. Carver would ask, Please, Mr. Creator, will you tell me why the peanut was made? And then God would say, that's better. What do you want to know about the peanut? So I love this story because it speaks to who Dr. Carver was. And of course, we know that Dr. Carver came up with 300 inventions using the simple peanut, using his broad intellect to get as much out of that one little thing that he could, all the while knowing humbly that God is the one who has given him this gift and doing all he can to make sure that others could benefit by his own intellect. You and I have been given this gift of reason, of discernment. How will we use these gifts? Will we use them wisely? Will we use them humbly? But above all else, friends, we are called to use them because the world needs people of faith to use these gifts that we have been given. We don't want to just put it on a shelf so that our intellect is to be admired. No, we use them so that others can benefit. And as we do, it probably will become a little bent, a little frayed around the edges. But this time, that is where the value is. The more we use it, the more others will benefit and the more that God is glorified. Amen.